0: listening to the Downtown Community Church podcast. We are currently walking through 20 days of prayer and fasting together to start 2020. Along with this podcast, we are going through a journal as we pray for our community and read the Gospel of John together. You can grab a booklet on Sunday or find a digital copy at downtowncommunitychurch.com or on the DCC Tally app. We hope you enjoy today's devotional. Hey DCC fam, if you're new to DCC, you may not know me, but my name is Scott McCoy, and I went to DCC for four years, all through college while I was at FSU. I had the awesome privilege of getting to help lead a co-ed community group for two years while I was here, and it was honestly some of the most fun I've had in my entire life. This church has poured into me so much, as well as given me opportunities to pour into others. Um, and just let me be a part of the kind of community that I want to help create wherever I go in the world. Um, so this for this podcast, I just want to talk about something that God has been teaching me lately. Uh, I guess the best way to sum it up would be to say like what it looks like to live a life with quiet, holy ambition. Um, so first Thessalonians four eleven to 12 says, and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. So what I think this verse is talking about is what it looks like to live with holy ambition. Now, I think most of us know that as believers, we should not have worldly ambition, running after success and power and sex to fill our lives with meaning. I think that in response to denying worldly ambition, Christians often fall into one of two categories, both of which I think are wrong. The first is to flee all ambition, Uh, something that if worldly ambition is bad, then suppressing all ambition in our lives and settling for a mediocre life is what we are called to do. The other group, the one I often fall into, is the one that wants to live um, and have holy ambition be zealous for the things of God, but to do it in public so that everyone can see. Um, So the problem with suppressing all ambition, the first part, is that God wants so much more for us than just a mediocre life. C.S. Lewis says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Second Timothy two, twenty and twenty one says In a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Um, so I think from this, we, we get the vision that we should uh, live uh, with holy ambition for the right reasons, um, but like First Thessalonians says, to make it our ambition to lead a quiet life. Uh, it looks like having spiritual passion and zeal, but doing it in secret. Um, I have a friend named Matt, who he lives in Missouri, so... Uh, he doesn't intend DCC or anything, um, but I think he lives like this. He's the type of guy that the more you hang out with him, the more you learn about the crazy and incredible things that he's done and been a part of. He's constantly surprising me. Like You learn, maybe after getting to know him for a while, that he grew up in Germany. Uh, he speaks English, German, Chinese, and Spanish. And he's like super entrepreneurial, loves to talk about new ways to make money. He's been in the most random countries and there's like so much more about him. Um, And yet he never talks about these things unless they like, you know, come up naturally in conversation. Um, He doesn't post about it on social media. He just does incredible things and tells no one. Uh, So another example of someone who I think lives this kind of life is our own dear pastor Ben. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Ben lived on the streets as a homeless guy for two months or so in Tallahassee just to get a better idea of the kind of life our poor neighbors go through and to learn about how to love them better. And I don't want to butcher, you know, this story or anything, but um, yeah, I think it, it just blew my mind that, you know, after going to DCC for three years, I learned about this and I don't think he... Yeah, he never even talked about it until I think on my fourth year at the church. He uh, he mentioned it on stage. Um, And so I know if I had ever done anything like that, I would have posted about it all over Instagram, showing off how holy I was. Or maybe I even would have posted about it in like, you know, honestly to boast in God. But I know that even if 98 percent of, uh, you know, my reasoning was for god two percent of it would have been for me and to get attention for myself so bob goff if you've ever read his book love does talks about being secretly incredible he wears undershirts with the words be awesome written on them to remind him to do awesome things to love people well but in secret um where only heaven can see Um, which that kind of reminds me of this scene in this book. I don't know if you've ever read called the great divorce by C.S. Lewis. Uh, and in that book, a man is given a tour of heaven, uh, by a guide. And he gives us a picture of, uh, what those kind of people kind of look like in heaven. Those kinds who have lived lives on earth, uh, where, where they're never, never known, but they live like secretly incredible lives. Um, So the scene goes like, like this. Is it, is it, I whispered to my guide. Not at all, said he. It's someone you'll never have heard of. Her name on earth was Sarah Smith, and she lived at Golders Green. She seems to be, well, a person of particular importance. Aye, she's one of the great ones. Ye have heard that fame in this country and fame on earth are two quite different things. And who are all these young men and women on each side? They are her sons and daughters. She must have had a very large family, sir. Every young man or boy that met her became her son, even if it was only the boy that brought the meat to her back door. Every girl that met her was her daughter. Isn't that a bit hard on their own parents? No, there are those that steal other people's children, but her mother was—her motherhood was of a different kind. Those on whom it fell went back to their natural parents loving them more. Few men looked on her without becoming, in a certain fashion, her lovers, but it was a kind of love that made them not less true, but truer to their own lives. And so it's just this beautiful picture of a woman who's just absolutely obscure on earth and yet in heaven she is considered one of the great ones. Um, in 1 Corinthians nine twenty-four to 25, Paul says, Do you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So we are given a vision to run hard with holy ambition, to get a crown as a prize in heaven. And yet, what do we see people do with their crowns in heaven? In Revelation 4.10, the elders cast their crowns of victory on the ground before the feet of Jesus. It's all because of him. So, DCC, let's be people of quiet, holy ambition. Remember that it's not about living lives of great fruit and results, but lives of great decisions of faith. Let's dream big, be the people who are learning Arabic to be able to share faith with our Middle Eastern friends on campus, who are serving every week in a homeless shelter, who work an extra few hours a week to give to missions or to help refugees of war. We're staying up an hour later each night to pray and contend for our co-workers to come and know the Lord. Let's do these things and never post about it, leaving the world with no trace of our own name, but just a trail of blessed, loved people behind us who are more in love with Jesus because of what we did with our lives. So thanks for letting me share a little bit about what God is doing in my life. And like I said, I'm just now learning this stuff Don't look look to me as someone who knows what I'm doing. Um, Yeah, so I love you all a ton. God bless you all. Thanks for, for listening to me.